most of all the Holy Spirit for his presence because without him being here, our coming would be in vain. We like to give honor to those on the, in our uh, online community, and we thank God for you. We thank God for your listening ear, and we thank God for you receiving the word of God. We've been doing a series uh, about are you battle ready, and we wanted to continue once again, and I guess this will be a part four. Last week we did part three, but we talked about the great, the, the great debate dealing with Job and everything he had to go through. Today we're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 17. And in 1 Samuel, chapter number 17, Old Testament, this morning we want to teach from the mindset of the heart of a champion. The heart of a champion. You know, um, a champion is one who, who fights, he augurs, or he or she augurs uh, for cause on the behalf of another. A champion is he's a warrior, he's a fighter, um, he's an advocate. A champion is a defender. Now, we all have been born to be champions. That, that's who we are. Uh, God called us from the very foundation. Before the foundation of the world, we were born champions. But today we want to talk about the heart of a champion because you have to have a heart of a champion when you go into battle because we have to always be battle ready. Now, most of the time when we think about David and the, and the lesson today in 1 Samuel chapter 17 has a lot to do with David. It's going to show David's heart. We think about David, and it usually comes to mind when we talk about David. We talk about him uh, being one that's a fornicator, one that's an adulterer, one, one that has some bad baggage that comes with him. But then there are a lot of great things that comes with uh, David. David mean, meaning the beloved. But there's something about David that we don't talk a lot about, and that has to do with his heart. And see, we can measure our heart versus uh, David's heart and understand where we are in our battle. Never think that the weaponry that we have is, is inferior to any giant that we may face in life. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter number 17, and we're going to start reading at verse number 2. Because, see, there's a battle that's about to proceed. There, there's these people called the Philistines, and that means they are invaders. And one of the definitions of the, the um, Hebrew meaning is also an immigrant. But that immigrant basically means an invader. And verse number 2 says, And Saul... And the men of Israel were gathered together, and they pitched by the valley of Elah, and they set the battle in array against the Philistines. Now, here they are. They, they, have, they have began to pitch themselves in battle, and they're at a place called the valley of Elah. Elah means a show of strength. But you have to notice where they are. They are in the valley. Now, uh, uh, even though they're on the mountains and they're facing one another, the Bible says they are between that particular valley. And because they're between that valley, see, the valley is where we get our nutrients from. 
Oftentimes we think we get our, our nutrients from when we're up on the mountaintop and everything is going good. But where we get our nutrients from is when we're in the valley. And when we're in the valley, those nutrients that, that we get from while we're in the valley is what takes us up to the mountaintop. Amen. So here they are. They've been arrayed. They've been arrayed to, to go into battle. They're going to fight against the Philistines. The Philistines are these invaders that we have that come into our life. Now, the Bible continues to say in verse number 3, it says, And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Now, the word Israel, that means he who prevails with God. See, we cannot prevail without God. We cannot win a battle without God. So here they are, they're facing off. We're facing invaders, those things that come and try to take over our lives. But we are always winners. I heard the Lord say this morning was that we have the winning hand. Most times we don't realize that we have the winning hand because when we go into battle, we are so tired of fighting, so tired of warring. But God says we have the winning hand. So here they are now. They, they're here in this valley. They're facing off one another, and they're showing their strength. But they, they're fighting there uh, over the valley. Now, verse number 4 says this. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, and his name was Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now, the Philistines, always there is someone within the enemy's uh, camp that seems to be the ringleader. Satan has a lot of demons with him, but he is the, he's our arch enemy. So he comes out now, this champion, he, he comes out, and as he comes out, it, the Bible talks about his height. When you look at, the, it says he's, uh, his height was six cubits and a span. That means he's about ten and a half to twelve feet tall. One thing we can recognize and understand is Satan would always blow himself up. It's, and I thought this morning, I thought about it, and it says, it's just like, the Lord says, it's just like a picture. You can take a, a, a negative or you can take a picture uh, and to get it blown up and it will become much larger than the original that you have. That's how Satan is. He appears much larger than what he is. See, and, but sometimes we forget that, that we have that winning hand and we forget that we have that heart of, of the champion that Satan begins to look a lot bigger and all the circumstances in our lives appears to be a lot larger than what they really are. So here he is now. He comes and look at his armor. In verse number six, it describes his armor. Now, his armor, let me say this, his armor is natural. Even though he's inflated, he's huge, he has this big image. Now, his armor is different than our armor. Our armor is like salvation. Our armor is, is faith. Our armor is, is prayer. Uh, our armor is the word of God. This is what the believer has as an armor. But look at the armor of the enemy, Goliath. The Bible says in verse number 6, it says, And he had greaves of brass upon his legs. 
Now, that word brass there in the Hebrew means filth. He's covered with filthiness. That's how Satan is because, see, he's the father of lies. Can you, be, can you imagine being clothed in lies? Because sometimes people do not know how to speak truth. So the Bible goes on and it talks about, and he had greaves of brass upon his legs. See, the legs is where your strength is. And then he says, a target of brass between his shoulders. Look at verse 7. It says, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. He, he appeared to be untouchable. He appeared to be untouchable. He appeared that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can take him down. That's how Satan presents himself even to us in our daily life, in every situation that we face. He appears to be untouchable, untouchable. Now, let's look at verse number 8. He's a, he's a bully. Satan is a bully. He's, a, he's an intimidator. Verse 8 in 1 Samuel chapter number 17 says this, And he stood and he cried unto the army of Israel, and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants of Saul? Choose ye a man for you and let him come down to me. Satan is an intimidator. He's a bully. Has anybody ever encountered someone, you know, that always want to bully you? And they will, especially in school, you got some, some people that would like to bully you to, to make themselves appear to be more in, in what they are. They want to intimidate you. Sometimes aggressive behavior can be intimidating, right? See, that spirit of Goliath, that, that meaning means a, a ravaging spirit. See, when we begin to look at people that are aggressive, aggressive people can be intimidating. Amen. If we're humble, we're humble type people, and we find somebody that's aggressive, it can become very intimidating to us. And then also, uh, uh, when it comes down to, to the, uh, that spirit of Goliath, it's also domineering. Have you encountered a person that was domineering or wanted control over your life? They, they were domineering. You know, you, it's just like you were a little, you're a little small something, and they're some big something. They're very domineering. Sometimes when it comes down to, even on our, in our workplace, we may have a boss that's very domineering. We may have a co-workers that's very domineering. Now, see, these, all of these are spirits, and they are intimidating spirits. Amen? Very intimidating. And sometimes our own ideas or thoughts can be intimidating. Amen? Those thoughts that parade around in our head. You know, have you ever had some thoughts to parade around in your head and they were very intimidating? It, it, it just uh, puts you in a, in, a, in a cringe. See, that's that spirit of Goliath. He's very intimidating. He makes himself look larger than what he is. Satan put images in our minds. He put images in our minds. Have you, have you ever had an image that you said, where did this come from? See, those images have come from Satan himself. He's bullying us, but what we have to rely on is the fact that we have a heart of a champion. We were born 
to be champions. We were born. I don't know about y'all, but I take that on. It's even before the foundation of this world, we were born to be champions. And we are champions. Now, let's continue now. In verse number 9, it says in First Samuel chapter 17, he says, now here's these intimidating, bullying spirits. It says, if he be able to fight with me, this is Goliath speaking, and to kill me, then will ye be your servants. But if I prevail against him hmm, and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and servants. See, those intimidating spirits in our lives always presents a challenge. Always present a challenge of what we can do and what we can not do. See, the, 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 Satan himself always presents challenges. The thoughts in our minds, it tells us that we're not uh, um, able to perform or carry out different duties. It, it tells us that, that when it comes down to any challenge that's set before us, that we're not capable I, I never forget, and, and the Holy Spirit just brought this to my remembrance. I never forget when I was working at the postal service and I applied for a position. Well, I didn't have any degrees. But the job, even though it required for some degrees, there was a young man, and I, and I call him the, um, the fair-haired golden boy. That's what I called him, okay? But yet he had the, uh, degrees. He, he knew about computers and all that stuff. And, and when it came down to, to the job, they just completely overlooked me, even though I had been operating and running the position for, for months. But it came down to what they thought the other young man had and what they wanted. So that spirit was trying to intimidate me. I never forget when I went to the, to the secretary and I asked her, I said, well, how many applicants uh, presented their, their applications? How many people literally applied for the job? She told me that was only myself and one other person. Well, you had to have at least three candidates in order for the job to go to be interviewed. Well, I go to my boss and I ask him, I said, now, what are they going to do? So he says, well, Brenda, I tell you what, since you are not qualified because I didn't have the degrees, that's what he said to me, that old intimidating spirit. He said, well, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to repost the job. you got to have three applicants, applicants, and we only have two. But I also knew that the other man was my boss's favorite. I knew that. So when they, when they reposted the position, and he told me, he said, well, Brendan, we're going to have to repost it. And this is the heart of a champion. I said to him, oh, if God has that job for me, all the devils in hell cannot stop it. And I said to him, that means including you. He looked at me for strange and funny. And, and so then, they, of course, they reposted the job. Well, after they reposted the job, he never told me that I was selected for the position. I go to a meeting, and, and there we are in, in a supervisor's meeting. And uh, before that, the lady calls me from out of Columbia, and she said, congratulations. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, you got the job. 
the same job that my boss told me that I was not qualified for. Here it is. Someone else is congratulating me, and my boss did not even congratulate me. At the very end of the meeting, he said, oh, by the way, Brenda got the job. Brenda got the position. But if I had a succumbered to what he said and not stood in faith, I never would have gotten a job. See, that's the heart of a champion. You cannot give up no matter how much man tells you no. You have to know what God says and what God has for your life. Can't nobody take it away from you. If it's been assigned to you, then you're going to receive just what God said. I don't care how long it takes. You just go forth and do it because God said it's for you. Now, he, he always, Satan always presents challenges. He always presents challenges. Now, let, let, let's continue. Verse number 10 in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 10 says, And the Philistines said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. So here they are. They're going to use individuals to fight, not the army. Then verse number 11 says, when Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly feared. See, when you don't have God on your side, you will go into a place of fear. But the word of God tells us in the book of 2 Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. But what God has done is he has given us power and love and a sound mind. Fear is from Satan himself. Because the word of God says God has not given us the spirit of fear. So whenever fear comes upon our lives, that means that fear is coming from Satan. The only fear that we should have is a fear of reverence for God. When it comes down to the fear of the enemy, God says, I don't have not given you the fear to fear Satan. He said, because you have a heart of a champion. You have a heart of a champion. Now, let's drop down the verse number 16. We're still in 1 Samuel chapter number 17. We will not move from 1 Samuel chapter number 17. We're going to remain in this chapter. Now, verse number 16 says, And the Philistine drew near morning and evening, and he presented himself Forty days. That means the enemy does not give up testing you. He does not give up testing you. He always presents himself. Every day is, anybody been like that? Every day it seems to be something. <laughs> it always seems to be a challenge. Every day. He's, it says, the Bible says, for 40 days, he come out with that spirit of intimidation, the spirit of bullying. He, he, he flexed his muscles. He's huge. He's close to 12 feet tall. He's intimidating. So naturally, he's trying to put the spirit of fear in us, and that's what he loves to do. Now, come on down to verse number, verse number 20. Verse number 20. Verse 20 says, And David rose up early in the morning, and he left the sheep with a keeper. He took and he went as Jesse had commanded him, and he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. Now, what do we see here? Whenever God gives you assignment, whenever he gives you an assignment, whenever God gives you an assignment, 
whatever responsibility that you have, whatever responsibility that you have, you make sure if you if you have to leave your post, make sure somebody else is in your post. Make sure that those are responsibilities that has been assigned to you, that you have someone else to take care of those responsibilities. Now, what happened here is this. Now, David was one that took care of the sheep. But, and, and what gets me about this story about David, he's overlooked. He has other brothers, but his father literally overlooks him, places him with the sheep. Now, many of us know that sheep are stinking, they're nasty, they're disobedient, they're bad about running off, you know, they don't pay any attention to what they're doing. So, Darius, he really has a difficult job. But he also realizes he has a responsibility. So he assigns someone to take care of those sheep. Sheep are very important, very important. But then the next thing is, uh, when it comes down to a heart of a champion, one thing is obedience. His father had given him instructions. And when the father gives you instructions, the heart of a champion is always obedient. His duty was to go into the, go check on his brothers, see how things was going, carry them some food, and he obeyed his father. So when it comes down to a heart of a champion, a champion is always obedient to the instructions that has been given. All right, now think about how many times we've been obedient and how many times we have been disobedient. We have to think about that. We, we can examine our own lives by knowing and comparing it with David. Now, as he goes and it continues now, we're dropping down to, to verse number 32. We want, we want to uh, expedite some things here. Going down to verse number 32. They had nobody they could send into battle. Everybody was afraid. Have you ever noticed when it comes down to some type of advocate or, some t- or you're trying to defend something, uh, you want to represent something, seems like everybody want to put you out front and they want to stay behind. That's because they are afraid. You know, they're afraid. They want to send you out there to battle for you to get killed, but they want to stay in the background. But now, in verse number 32, now watch David. This is a heart of a champion. Now, verse number 32 says, And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant, talking about David, he will go and fight with this Philistine. Now, the heart of a champion has courage. If you've got the heart of a champion, that means you have courage. There's no challenge that's too big that you cannot face. Immediately, even though everybody's running in the opposite direction, he runs to a fight. That's crazy. At least we would think so. He runs to the fight. He said, don't worry about it. He said, listen, I'll go. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do whatever necessary because he was the, Goliath was defying the, the, the army of Israel. He, they, he was really defying God. He was talking junk about their God. And so David says now, he, he demonstrates courage. Think about situations that you've been in your life. Where, it, where it, you had to be in a place where you had to exemplify courage. You had to exemplify courage. Now, he, he, sh- he shows courage. Now, verse 33 says, 
And Saul said to David, now you got to understand something. Now Saul is the king. Now the normal procedures of a king is the king should be the one to lead in battle. <laughs> he should be the one to lead in battle. But what he does now, he in verse number 33, he said, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from youth. When you would look at Goliath, he had been fighting all his life. But what they didn't understand about was about David himself. David, too, as a lad, he had been fighting, too. See, in the heart of, of a champion, you have experience on your side. Not experience in what you can do, but ex- experience in what God can do. So he had, see, David had experience. They only looked at the experience of that which is set before. Most times we only look at the fact of what Satan can do, us, do to us. See, we have to understand, as a heart of a champion, we have experience. Go back in your mind, look at battles that you had to face, and then come away thinking with the experience that you found from those battles. I've always had a lot of battles. And, 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 and when it comes down, one thing I know about when, you, when you're in a battle, the best thing we can do is pray. You, that, that is the most essential weapon that you can, you can have because there will be more battles. And because there will be more battles, you have to rely on the experiences that you've had from previous battles. That is what helps you get through the battle that you're about to uh, uh, face right then. Experience. You got to have experience. See, a heart of a champion, you, somebody said, well, I don't have an experience. Yes, you do. You've got experience. You have experience. You've been in a battle with a lot of situations. You never realized it. You never thought it was experience. But it was experience that God was putting under your belt for the next battle you're going to face. Some people have a battle of facing uh, sicknesses. You know, might be cancer. I I, I saw uh, yesterday where the little girl, seven years old, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Seven. But she had the heart of a champion. She was not afraid about her having to go to chemo the very next day. She she said, okay, I'm fine. I'm good with it. And her friends, see, a heart of a champion always have friends. Her friends, they was willing to cut off their hair to look like her, to be able to encourage her to, to go forth in the battle she was about to encounter. So we have to understand we've got, we've got experiences in different battles that we've had. Think about children, you know, when you, you're raised up your children. You had some battles, and it's even worse in today's society. I am so grateful that I am the age that I am because it is very difficult today to raise children because they are exposed to a lot more things than what we were. And I'm thankful that now, and and another thing, most children are not in church anymore, that they're not being taught the Word of God. They're not, not, uh, the parents are not teaching them at home because the parents are sitting at home, so they're not pulling up that Bible, which is their weapon, and teaching them. See, they've got to know no matter what the battle is that they can overcome. See, they've got to, the Bible says you need to train up a child while he is young. 
And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. So as we uh, do the training, as we impart into our children and our loved ones, what happens is when they get to where they're going and when they have to face their battles without us, they can face those battles successful. And the reason why they watch you and I, they, they watch their mother and their fathers and their aunts and their uncles and, and those they've come in contact, and they see the experience that's there. Now, let's continue. Let's, let's see what else that's necessary for a heart of, of a champion. He's got to have courage. He's got to be obedient. Uh, he has to have responsibility. Uh, he also has to have experience. Now, verse number 34 uh, continues and says, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant, this is, this is David's experience, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him. Now, think about that. Now, there's a lion and a bear, and he's taking care of somebody else's stuff. Okay, but he says, here comes a lion and a bear. And then he says, he took the lamb from the flock. And then verse 35 talks about, he says, and I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. See, David had experience on his side. He had experience. He, he went up against great battles. He went up against great giants. We have giants in our lives. And I don't mean literally a giant like a physical Goliath, but life situations of today presents giants in our life. But he was not afraid. He, he went up against, and that's what we have to do, having the heart of a champion. We have to go up against those Goliaths that's within our lives. We've got all kind of Goliaths. I mean, heartache, pain, suffering, sometimes trials and tribulations. These are giants, but God will give us the strength to endure. God will give us the strength to be able to go through those things. I mean, sometimes a giant can be, can be your finances is not where it needs to be. Sometimes giants can be homelessness. Amen. See, there are all kinds of giants that we have to face in everyday life. People are facing all different types of giants. But the key to, 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 to take down any giant that we may have, any spirit that's intimidating, any spirit that is bullying, is we have to have a relationship with God. Now, if you don't have a relationship with God, you can expect to lose the battle every time, every time. You've got to have a relationship with God. And then the next thing says in verse number 33, 36, excuse me, verse 36, it says, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the army of the living God. Wow. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Let's take a look at that. First of all, we're going to look at the, the heart of David. He had confidence. Every champion has confidence. You have to have 
confidence. In the heart of a champion, a champion has confidence. The obstacle that was so great, it, it didn't matter to David. It did not matter. He, he, he re- reflected back on his experiences of what the Lord allowed him to do. I mean, he allowed him to kill the lion. He allowed him to kill the, kill the bear. See, what, I remember Dr. Mandel when they first told him he had cancer. And God gave him a dream. And the dream was he killed this bear <laughs> in the dream. And see, in killing the bear, that means he was killing that cancer. And then when the doctor told him that he had cancer, well, see, God had already revealed to him that he was gonna, he was gonna beat cancer. Well, he did beat cancer, amen? And we just thank and praise God for that. So, going back on the experiences. So, but watch what the king does, Saul. You're always gonna have somebody say, well, may the Lord go with you and God bless you. The king said to David, he said, go. And the Lord be with him. Why could not the Lord have been with him? That was probably because he didn't know the Lord. Now, people that do not know the Lord, they will tell you to do a little bit of everything. But he did not know the Lord. He says, now, let the Lord go with thee. Well, the Lord was going with David because David had a relationship. He had a relationship. He had a relationship with God. Now, let's look at verse number 38. In 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, verse 38 says, And Saul, watch this, And Saul armed David with whose armor? His armor. Never put on somebody else's armor, something you have not tried and proven. Never. Never do that. He says, And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. Now, what does all that mean? When you look at verse number 38, you'll note that it's the same armor that Goliath had. The, the helmet of brass, which means filthiness. That means the king, you know, he was filthy. He was unclean. But then he also said he, he armed David, he tried to arm David with, his, with a coat of mail, which was his armor. Now, that coat of mail is twisted truth. Have anybody ever encountered twisted truth? You know, they, I, I remember someone said, um, they used an illustration. And, and, and they talked about having a glass of water or a half glass of water. And they're talking about, at first it's pure. But then when you allow that, 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 that water to, 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 um, to be, let me say the word, say this and be kind of clean with it. Um, if you allow someone to, if you urinate, I'm just going to be straight. If you urinate in that water, then you got, you know, that kind of water. They use the word pee. And you got pissy water, can I say that? So it's, it's, it's unclean, okay? So it's, it's, it's twisted truth. Oh, it's clean now. It's just like, um, they says, what are you talking about telling little, little white lies? A lie is a lie. A lie has no color. <laughs> See, that's twisted truth. And so David had to understand he could not put on the armor of Saul because he had twisted truth. That coat of mail was twisted truth. Be careful who you let put their armor on you. Because if their armor is not the armor of salvation, if it's not the armor of truth, if if not the breastplate of righteousness, if it's not the word of God, which is the sword of God, then what they're trying to give you is some twisted truth. 
something that's not real, something's not good. But he wants to, he wanted to arm him with what he had. No wonder he couldn't go to battle. I mean, you can't go to battle with, with not truth on your side. Because, see, Satan is the father of lies. And we do not want to go to battle with Satan and the father of lies ruling and ringing over our lives. Now, verse number 30, 39 says, And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. You see, even though he was obedient, he realized that he could not go in the king's armor because the king was operating in twisted truth. So when he, he tried to attempt to go, he was not successful because that was not how God taught nor trained him. And what happens, he realizes he had to take it off. He said, I have not proven this. Now, Goliath, from, from, from youth, you know, that he was, he was strong. I mean, he had been fighting from a child. But here was David. He was a small little kid. You know, and what he decided to do, he said, I can't go with this. I have not proven this. You, sometimes people want to give you counsel. Just make sure that counsel is from the Lord. Amen. Because every counsel that's given is not always a counsel from the Lord. Amen. Uh, so, so here he is. He takes it off. He says, I have not proven this. I have not tested this. Never allow anybody to send you in the battle with their armor. Make sure you have the armor of the, the things, the experiences that God has given you because you've proven that. You've proven that God is a God that will be always with you. No matter what, God is a God of prayer. I mean, God is a God that, that will take care of you. God is always there with you. No matter where you go, no matter what battle you're in, no matter what you face, no matter what obstacles, you have to remember God is right there and he will deliver you. The word of God says the, uh, many of the afflictions are the righteous, but God delivereth them out of them all. God is a deliverer. He will deliver you out of every situation, out of every battle. Have you been in battles and you, you wasn't sure uh, uh, if these, these things going to work for you? But God will deliver you out of every battle what you're facing, every battle, because his word says so. Now, the Bible continues to say, let's drop down to verse number 45. You've got to understand now, those, 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 sometimes those thoughts in your head, they, they, they will uh, parade in your mind and they, they blow up these images and, and, and cause you to become fearful. Now, watch verse number 45 when, when David puts all that mess off of him and continues to be confident in God. Verse 45 in 1 Samuel chapter 17 says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. What he does is, David, because of his confidence, now, he lets the Philistine, the, the, those obstacles that rises up in your life, he, he, he begins to speak back. You've got to talk back to your enemy. 
you got to speak back to your enemy. And you let him know that his weapons is, is, is nothing compared to the weapons of God. He told him, so you come with me with a spear, you, you come with a sword, you come with all this stuff. He said, but I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, if you're going to fight your battle, you got to go in the name of Jesus can't go in your name. David did not go in his name even though he had the experience. He went in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is what the Bible says. And he talks about, he said, in his name, not our name, but in the name of God. That's how we win every battle. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can't, you can't give up when you're in battle. You can't give up. You just got to know, okay, God, you got this. Okay, God, I know you're going to handle this. Okay, God, I trust you. Okay, God, I know everything is going to be all right. Why? Because you've already done it in my past. See, you've got to be able to resurrect those things that God did for you back in the past, bring them over into your present, into your now, and know, okay, God, you're going to be able to take care of this matter. You don't have to worry about it. See, that's what David did. That's where his confidence came from. His confidence came from him having a relationship and spending time with God. See, the heart of a champion. Think about your own heart. Are you a champion? As some people say, or are you a mouse? Are you a champion? Do you have a heart of a champion? Yeah. God says you've been, you're born to be a champion. Now, let's finalize these last few verses. Go into verse number 49. When we go in the name of Jesus Christ, when we go in the name of our Lord and Savior, when we go in his name, you can be assured you're going to win every time. Think about Goliath's armor. Everything is supposedly protected. Supposedly. But Satan, I hear you, Holy Spirit, Satan has a vulnerable spot. Mm-hmm. Well, you can take him down. He, he has a spot now. Now, verse 49 says, And David put his hand in his bag, talking about his shepherd's bag, and he took this, a stone, and sling it. And he smote the Philistine in his forehead. But the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. And verse 50 says, so David prevailed over the Philistines with a sling and with a stone, and he smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. He did not use the, the material that, that's man-made. He, he, he didn't use that. There was no sword. He took out the giant. He had faith in his God. The Bible says he reached into the shepherd's bag. That's what he had already experienced. He reached into that shepherd bag. He said he pulled out five stones. Interesting. Why five? Why five stones? Well, he used only one against Goliath. The Bible says he hit him right in the forehead, that very place where he was uncovered. He hit him right there. The Bible says he, Goliath falls. So you got to know where to, where, to, where to hit the devil at. But those other four stones were Goliath had some brothers. He had four more brothers. And later, David and some of his David's men, they took down the other giants later on in the book of Samuel. See, because you kill one giant, there are always some more giants always uh, uh, lurking around. 
Always another giant. But God still gives you the ability to take down every giant. The heart of a champion. Uh, the heart of a champion. Anytime you go into battle, anytime you go into battle, and, and, and that, that part four says, are you battle ready? You've got to go in with the heart of a champion that God has called and ordained for your life to be. He's, b- before you were born, Jeremiah said, even before he was born, for before he was in his mother's womb, God had already called and ordained him, ordained him to be a prophet. God has already mapped out our lives even before the foundation of the world. He's already given us a heart of a champion. Already given us the heart of a champion.